0: Hi. off the beaten tracks promotions presents podcast for the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival Thursday the 24th of August Friday the 25th of August Saturday the 26th of August Sunday the 27th of August 2023 sponsored and held at Club Savoy Myrtleford Victoria phone number 0357511296. And their address is 252 to 254 Myrtle Street, Myrtleford, Victoria 3737.
1: All up, love all up, practice makes perfect. Gonna get it right, gonna get it right, one night at a time.
0: Hi everyone, welcome to our second podcast for the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival. Tonight I'm with David Hoffman. He is our sound engineer slash producer. Side note for anyone that wants to know or needs to know, um, David is my better half of the Hoffman. So uh, tonight there could be toing and froing, and sometimes not about what we're talking about. But it's all about him right now. So uh, hi David, how are you?
1: Hello Heather, I'm well, thank you. Yourself? Yes, I'm good,
0: thanks. Great. I just want to find out tonight, the first question, as is on many people's minds when they come to um, big festivals such as this one coming up, what's the actual job of a sound engineer producer? Can you give me and the listeners a little brief outline of what you go through from the start to the finish?
1: Okay, so basically um, a sound engineer or sound person bunks in probably a minimum uh, three, four hours prior to a show starting, but you would like to be there uh, quite a few more hours before that to make sure that there's not uh, a great deal going wrong. So if something does go wrong, you've got time to fix it. But, um, yeah, basically we get in, set all the gear up, all the speakers, PA system, and all the other uh, bits and pieces, wiring and all that sort of thing. So what happens, an artist will come in uh, to do a sound check, you set them up as per their uh, requests and, and what they need, and then the next guy comes in, set them up, and on the system that I have, which is a Soundcraft UI 16, um, we can keep their settings on that thing so that every time they're that they're on, I don't have to go and change anything. They're already remembered, and I can just... Uh, put their show in and I don't have to do any more apart from their volumes really so that's that but when the band comes in that's a different situation again so um, we've got five five piece band Heartland and uh, we have to monitor every one of those instruments and uh, how they're working a little bit different and a little bit more hands-on for that one
0: and I guess every instrument would have their own requirements drummer compared
1: to, say, the bass player? Yeah, well, bass player and drummer are a bit the same, but uh, yes, you're right, each instrument's different. So um, we have to have a stuff in, in the PA system that's uh, capable of handling the bass on a on the drum kit. Now, Heartland have an electronic drummer, so um, he's got an electric kit. So it's a little bit easier with him, but we do have to... Have the system allowable to be able to handle that and the bass as well because bass is what could kill a speaker quite easily so um, we have to have our uh, subwoofer. We have to have that there ready to uh, be able to handle everything. So so that
0: sounds quite funny because um, only that I know Heartland pretty well. You said the drummer is electronic. Does that mean that his name's Jaime from Get no, Smart? No, no,
1: no, no, no. Instead of having an acoustic kit, well, like a kit with a set of skins that you would normally see, um, it's a rack with electric drums on it. A little bit different.
0: So as the old adage goes, um, I've been performing since I was about four. But um, as time goes on and you get more experience, the story goes that a sound guy can either make or break a performance. So I'm guessing you're going to pay like 110% um, to every each artist so that we get the best of them and it's not going to be too loud and too uh, too quiet or anything like that we are lucky in this at the club Savoy that we know the room and it's a beautiful big room it's straight on there's not too many corners it's got great acoustics so these are the sort of things that you take into um, into in, in your mind when you go in to uh, set up a system
1: I'd like to think so Um Generally, we go into a room and what we hear is not necessarily exactly what is the optimum, but you would like to go in and what I hear, I would like to think everybody is hearing the same thing. So um, if it's too bassy, um, I would hear that. If it's too trebly, I'd hear that. So I'd adjust it accordingly, but basically the, Normal setup would be the same, um, and just uh, if someone comes on to do their half hour and their voice is a bit more bassier than somebody else's, I would adjust that to um, compensate for that, and and basically that's what I need to be there for. Yeah.
0: And sound systems have changed a lot um, since probably maybe before COVID. I think the first ever time we got to use it was at the Melbourne Town Hall, where we actually had a sound guy who was down on the floor and could walk around and, and listen for, uh, at every point of the room. Can you do that or are you I, on a desk?
1: No, I can do that. My desk is actually the iPad. Um, basically, uh, the new digital systems that are around there these days, you you can have a desk as well as the iPad um, or a tablet. I don't have the desk, I just use the iPad or the tablet to to do the mixing with um, but as I've only been using it for say six months um, and it's been a bit of a learning curve because everything's totally different to the old analog system but um, having said that it's quite easy to get used of and um, you have the freedom to move around the room and you don't have to be Uh, with a great big long what they used to call a snake or a multi-core you don't have to have that running down the room Um, some of the the systems like Anthony Stewart who's part of Heartland uh, he runs a desk as well and a Cat5 cable uh, which is a lot better than a multi-core so uh, he has that system, I have a similar system but instead of the desk it's all done on the iPad or the tablet and Multiple people can use it, so if somebody else is on stage, they can uh, alter it with a tablet for them for the uh, for the fallbacks or the auxiliaries, and I could be doing the front of house so
0: and that would happen like when you're on stage, someone would be doing the sound for on the floor is that how it works i
1: I would like that to happen if that's available but not everybody's available so sometimes i do have to mix um a bit off the stage and hope that what i'm hearing on stage is what's happening out the front too so
0: okay so just so that we don't lose any of our non-tech head guys we're going to take a short break and uh, we're going to come back and talk about you on stage so we'll see you very soon thank you
1: Love all night, practice makes perfect, gonna get it right, gonna get it right, one night at a time.
0: Thanks for coming back. I'm speaking tonight with David Hoffman, sound engineer, uh, producer at the Myrtleford Music Festival, Mountain Music Festival, which is on the 24th of August, right through till the 27th of August, that's 2023, and at Club Savoy Myrtleford. If you'd like any bookings, please replay this and listen to the intro. If not, look up Club Savoy and they will be able to help you there so we've talked about what you're going to be doing most of the time at the festival David but as you can see on the program we're actually doing a meet and greet with one of the artists Joe Musico and then we've got a couple I think one set through the through the weekend with Heartland so I'm going to now talk about uh, you as a performer would that be okay
1: course it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now you feel free to elaborate on anything that you'd like to talk about. Just don't talk about the other half of the Hoffmans because she's pretty perfect. But anyway, we won't oh, worry about that. Oh. And as I say that, I look over and he's got his teeth out. But there we go. So can you tell me, um, David, w- when did you first get into country music?
1: Well, I've uh, been in, I, I guess, when I was uh, a child, my mother used to play mandolin and used to go to a Geelong Country and Western Club, which I think we met at. Um, I was about eight and you were about four. But um, as the years went on, I ended up getting into bands and different things and uh, musical taste changed. So it wasn't always just country. We were in uh, bands that I played for Normie Ray for quite a few years and uh, different other, thing, other avenues came up. But... Um, Yeah, it's not just been country for me, but um, I tend to, I guess we've tended to go back to country a bit. And we also do a lot of 50s, 60s rock and roll, which is uh, probably a more favourite part of mine. And um, then the other part is where we do more contemporary stuff as well.
0: Um, I noticed that the festival is called the Myrtleford Mounted Music Festival. So it's stipulated not just for countries, is it? We're really doing this festival for a lot of dancers because it's a beautiful dance floor that we have there and we can take up to probably 300 people on that dance floor if they were doing like Stray Cat Strad or rock and roll waltz. So uh, I think our, our music tends to lead that way as well. Do you think that?
1: Yeah, um, we, we do normal dance nights there, which uh, we got one coming up in July. And the the dances that we get there are probably a lot of people that are... Um, there's certainly rock and rollers. There are cu- country line dancers. They're also what we call partner dancers, which basically they're rock and rollers, but they do, a, um, I suppose, almost like a line dance, but they form a circle and and that's what we call partner dancing i don't know if that's i think it's
0: called new vogue no no
1: no the new vogue is no the new vogue is the adaptation to ballroom dancing but the partner dancing i suppose well yeah I, i i just say it's more more the rock and rollers do it um, some this of it, this coming
0: like, from a man that the only time we danced was at our wedding, and he stepped on my feet every every time. No, I break
1: your feet, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think um, the 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 new vogue is really what you would call partner dancing, mm-hmm. but new new vogue I think is an adaptation to. Um, ballroom dancing, but we've catered for that as well because we do have a DJ that's coming along. Oh, yes, he's our, he's our
0: um, person on podcast number three. So Correct. That's
1: and and we, we've got um, all that organised because we wanted to be able to cater. So we've got um, ourselves that can do the rock and roll. All the acts are capable of doing dancing for all styles Um, But we brought the DJ in because of the fact that um, not all of us could probably do what the New Vogue dancers or the ballroom dancers want to do.
0: And or we certainly don't know what sort of dancers they are,
1: do we? No, no. So, Graham Greed, the DJ, he's quite open to getting some uh, requests and so forth. So, he's quite happy to be able to cater for you. But... We'd like to um, you know, try, try and cater for everyone that we do there on our normal night, being uh, the Sunday night dance. But we're hoping that those people that come to that will come to the festival too.
0: Yeah. And next week when we're doing an OB, which is a on-site broadcast, um, we're, I'm actually interviewing Graham at the actual Club Savoy. So uh, hopefully after next week, which is the 9th, um, people will hear it. They might be able to drop us a line and say, oh, we'd like to hear an Emmerdale or we'd like to hear a a tango or whatever and we can take that on board but uh okay so let's get back to you as a performer as a performer i've noticed that um over the years your style has changed a little bit and you do do lots of different songs now but uh i'm happy to say that uh you've taken on a lot of big songs now which uh is terrific like with American Trilogy and Just Pretend by Elvis I'm just wondering are we going to hear any of those over the weekend
1: I'm not sure I guess you'll tell me that but um yeah I, look I, I don't um pick what songs are going to be done on oh you shows. don't do the songs. no list. you do all that <laughs> and if I did pick it you'd tell me I'm wrong anyway so but no it's best you just stick to your wheelhouse I stick to mine.
0: No, oh, that sounds good. So, uh, getting back to your other wheelhouse, um, other than cooking, of course. Um, <laughs> do you know? Um, do you do the sound uh, for the Hoffmans when they're doing their ser- different perform- like their performances uh, in their normal jobs?
1: <laughs> uh, you mean as we're we're just when doing we're... A, a not a festival? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A, a, well, if I was waiting for you to do it, we'd be still waiting to get set up. Well, oddly uh, enough, uh,
0: I would not have a clue at how to how to do any, th- any of that. It's really so advanced that um, it's better that one of us tear our hair out no, that. No,
1: that, that's true. It, it, is, it is involved and, and it's what, um, I guess, it's something over the, well, how long is it, 40-odd years that I've been in, in this industry um, that you, you tend to um, learn things along the way and, and you go and do a bit of schooling and so forth. But, um, yeah, basically um, a lot of it's hands-on and it's just something that you haven't done. You've concentrated more on the singing and so forth. So.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Well, thank you for that. I'm going to come back and do part three, which will be a couple of more questions about the sound. But thanks, David. Can you stick around for that?
1: Oh, of course I can. Thank you. Okay. And until, to
0: Okay, thank you for coming back to our third part of our Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival conversation. And tonight I'm with David Hoffman, who is the sound engineer slash performer at the festival. Thanks, David, for coming back.
1: It's quite all right.
0: I hope you put tea on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're not having dinner tonight. <laughs> we're
0: not having dinner. No. Oh, well, there we go. Okay, so uh, now one question that... Um, that I think you've considered, because we've just done our other festival, which is at Cobby, and you did the sound for a few days there before our major day. Um, do you... Uh, I think... Are you ready for all the criticism, funny faces and gestures that uh, a performer and the audience will be giving you if the sound's not
1: correct? Well, I hope the, I've got the sound right for the performers, but um, I don't take too much notice of what, um, like people are are listening, Um, you know, Like they're they're all very well to be critical, but they may not have a 100% handle on what goes on. I I must admit I didn't cop any flack or anything at uh, Cobby, apart from a couple of um, uh, things that came up. But really, all in all, uh, 90% of the time it was okay. The Cobby room is quite different to this room. The Cobby room is um quite spread out and narrow so you're playing to the bar and people beside the bars but uh, this room is straight down the line so um we we don't tend to have as much problem in, in a room like that
0: and in saying that though you are pretty open to someone just coming up and saying, oh, it's a bit loud in this corner, or um, could I have a bit more bass on my voice or something like that?
1: No, I've got no problem with that at all.
0: You should be used to that because I think I give you funny looks and gestures where you normally tell me to put things where they're not supposed to go after a while, don't you?
1: Yeah, well... (laughs) Yeah, yes, we won't you're, you're it. a little bit different because one minute you're asking for one thing and then you're meaning something else, but you're saying one thing and <laughs> meaning something because else. Because
0: I don't sort of have the technical terms, but then as we perform all over the place, we've been special guests at a lot of places and we find sometimes the, the best idea for the sound guy is to be deaf. And I know you were... Proved clinically deaf, or I'm I'm doing inverted commas there. The mm. other um, a couple of months ago. No, um, I'm
1: not deaf, I'm, but you're not
0: as deaf.
1: I have been diagnosed with industrial deafness. That's it diagnosed. But but I I don't have. I'm not deaf, and I can still hear. But um, my problem is when I get into a, a noisy environment. Not with music, but if I'm in a say a restaurant and it's very noisy, um, I don't hear so well then. But um,
0: Well, I think you do a pretty good job because now that COVID's come back, um, you must be doing a good job for us because our workload is, um, you know, getting back to the, like... uh, over 150 jobs that we used to do, and in saying that, we've also taken on these two new festivals. And um, on the suggestion sheets from Cobby, not one of them was about the sound. So no.
1: Having said that, though, we did get Anthony in on the main day because I, um, you know, I didn't want the that ha- pressure. The pressure of that on that day. And Anthony um, Stewart is. What I would say, we've
0: we've worked with a lot of people, but Anthony and Stephen, his brother-in-law, they are probably to me they're the A team. I would think.
1: Yeah, I, look, I, I really t- take my hats off to them. They they've got um, a bit more superior gear to me, but it's not all about the gear. It's about the knowledge, and um, you know they 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 just sort of make it look so easy. Um, Anthony admitted he he did a tour. Uh, recently and some of the guys in the um, theatres and that that they worked in were showing him things that he didn't realise wow. things like that so but you know um, he's been very open helped me out a bit Steve the other day when we we're at Cobby I said there's a noise coming out of here and I can't find where it was he just looked at my iPad and he said there it is there and he you know he he knew exactly where to go where I'm a little bit longer to find it but you know.
0: And that's a good thing that um, you know, guys that, like the guys in the and girls that do the sound and that you can learn off each other and uh, you know. And those two guys are absolutely superior at the job they do, and it's great that they will um, you know give you a helping hand and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: there's some guys I have worked with who would be very um, sheltered in that they would you know they wouldn't want to pass on any knowledge or anything like that. Um, I don't know why because you know I, we're all there doing the same job but but nah, Steve and Anthony have been you know they' they're just so open and um, there to help a hand and you know um, then to me if anyone feels like they're they're um, not going to pass on any the knowledge there's a they must feel you're a bit of a threat but um i don't I don't feel that at all and and with Anthony and Steve well, they certainly don't feel that you know they're they're great guys
0: and so uh, we're going to wrap it up now, but um I just want to say uh, you're looking forward to doing this festival where you're doing the sound all the time
1: yeah I, I, um, you know there's a bit more added pressure, but um no I, i'm once the first ten or fifteen minutes is what where all the problems come out of I, each
0: artist or of
1: in no general? no no overall um so the Thursday night it's ourself and joe musico and uh, w- once we've got that sorted out the individual artists would be pretty much the same and settings on the pa i mean and the um the next day it's all self-contained artists but the saturday when the band comes in will be a little bit more different so there's a bit of added pressure there but once the first 15, 20 minutes is over and done with, um, generally it's not going to be much different, you know.
0: And my last question is, uh, you do love having a computer or an iPad in your hand. So would you ever turn to being a sound guy full time and giving up the performance part?
1: Oh, look, what, what, one day that might happen, but um, <clears throat> currently I'm quite happy doing what we're doing. Um, one, I, I can't see you giving up any time soon. So if, if that ever come to the situation where, um, you know, we're beyond performing or whatever, well, we, that might be a consideration, you know, and I'm quite happy to consider doing more festivals and things like that down the track. But currently two that we're running is uh, enough. The copy one being a multiple venue f- festival uh it takes a fair bit of time up. So, and this one, um, we've got a little bit more uh, hands-on help from the club that uh, gives us, uh, like we don't have to do the background work. So this this particular festival is quite good, the one at uh, Myrtleford. So, but if we were to take on two or three, another two maybe uh, in in time to come, well, you know, so be it. But uh, I wouldn't want to see our performing side of it suffer because of it either. Yeah.
0: So that would certainly give you a rest from your wife giving you funny gestures and things like that but uh, I think we're only young we've still got a, at least another 10-15 years in us old boys so um, <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone for listening thank you David for coming in tonight and uh, speaking to me um, we can only hope that this festival is it, it is the first one but we want it to grow because um, live music, country music uh, rock and roll music and it's the whole thing is in the one place uh, Myrtleford you know you come bring your caravan or stop in a motel whatever it's all there beautiful food and everything like that I'll be doing a podcast closer to the date so everyone knows exactly what's on there and this um, podcast will drop on Sunday I'm learning these new words, so drop on Sunday. Sunday. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed talking and listening tonight to the sound engineer, sound guy, David Hoffman, for the Myrtleford Mountain Music Festival. Have a great night. Bye.
1: Bye. And until, until we meet again, may God. Safe in the palm of his